Bushes Board Game Day. Welcome to another barnstorming episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, the weekly board gaming podcast. It's about life as well, powered by the awesome people at Zatu Games. Each week we look at a different theme in the world of board gaming. This week we're talking about board games that can be played in under 15 minutes, which is an amazing thing. So we're talking about speedy games, a game where you can pick up the rules and get playing immediately. No rules, videos, or long explanations or any of that kind of stuff as well. Uh, just as a little sweetener towards the end of this podcast, we have TV and radio star, the awesome Matt Edmondson on to chat about the excellent Obama Llama, which he invented, and other speedy all-rounder games that he's created for the brilliant Big Potato Games. We'll be all chatting to Matt in a little bit, but in the meantime, let's just check in with everybody. How are Jess and Brian doing? We've got producer Ross over there as well. Team, how are we this evening? I'm good. I'm not too bad. I uh, thought I'd update you on my roller skating journey. So I yes. went out at the weekend, um, or I had knee pads on, I had wrist pads on, I had um, elbow pads on, I had a helmet on. It, it was a lot, but I absolutely loved it. I was a natural. I was like a little, a little swan on the on the ice, and I was just, and I didn't fall over. Well done. The bit I'm concerned about is this, right? Obviously, when you see and think about roller skating, you think kind of um, Studio 54 or whatever it is from New York back in the day, and people just sort of wearing shorts and looking cool. But by the time you put on what is the equivalent of a uh, ice hockey goalkeeper's kit, did, did you feel a bit weighed down by it, like you were going to play American football? Well, I thought I was going to look really cool, like just skating around, and like any anyone who was jogging around be like, wow, look at her, she's so cool. No, I looked awful. I had a pair of leggings on that had a hole in and I had all this padding nice. on and like my mascara had ran down my face because it was cold and it's exhausting by the way roller skating you don't ever think it takes that much How? energy it, you're on rollers yeah but you've got to move your body it's all about weight distribution and also it was just the problem with it the more you think about it the more you can't do it it's the kind of thing where you just have to switch off and do it mindlessly. As soon as you think, oh my God, I'm rolling on wheels. And if I fall, one of my I could knock one of my teeth out. That's when you fall. So it's really hard to like disconnect. Side thing here for people listening to this right now, get in touch at Board Game Thing. Best movie about stuff on wheels. I'm going to throw it right in here with Rollerball. Do you remember Rollerball with James Caan? Mm-hmm. Yep. They did a remake of it in like the early 2000s as well, which was a terrible, terrible film. Oh, really? Oh, I really like if you If you've got a good movie that's got something to do with being on wheels, get in touch at Board Game Mad thing. Max. Mad Max is mainly on wheels. Mad Max, mainly on wheels. It's a great movie. Jess, you want to throw in a movie that's mainly on wheels? Um, Whip It is very good, which is a film about roller derby. Board game-based question here, right? You mentioned roller derby, okay? Um, I'm a big fan of sports simulation board games made by a company called Play.com, P-L-A-A-Y.com. They do American football, ice hockey, uh, loads of different stuff. They've got a roller derby game simulating roller derby. I, did, I thought it was a made-up fantasy sport. Is it an yes, actual sport, roller derby? Yes, and it derby? is absolutely brutal. I advise you to go and watch Whip It. Um, it is brutal. You, like, smash into each other. You go... I don't really know the rules. I can't remember them, but you go around this ring and you basically... One player has to be in front of another player, I think. People probably email in saying that I'm wrong. A huge thank you to everyone who's got involved and suggested songs that we can put on Jess's uh, yeah. roller skating playlist so she can listen to her orange sponge earphones like... Uh, uh, what was it? Like someone out of the 80s. What was it? Footloose <laughs> yeah. with uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, what I'm going to do, there's been so many songs 
songs, so many brilliant songs sent in, and we really appreciate. It. We love you guys getting in touch with this podcast. It what makes it for us. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna put it out as an actual Spotify playlist. So keep an eye out if you follow me on Twitter at Bush on the Radio. I'll put it out there. So in other news, Brian, you just said before we started uh, recording the podcast this evening that it's a very special day in your house. Please share with everyone what the special day is. Yeah, can I just just tell you what my day's been like? I've I've been basically organising a birthday party for a dog. Now I've got a dog. I love that dog. It's a great dog, but dogs do not need birthday parties. <laughs> I it, I'll send you a photo. Right, have a look at the picture I just sent oh, you. What is describe what you see to me? We can see a dog looking actually kind of terrified um, with a stuffed toy in his mouth and on a little plastic stand, we've got half a cake with a little candle in and the cake actually looks good. Is that d- edible? Can the dog have that? Dog cake. Dog cake. Yeah, it's fine. Just got it from the baker. It's fine. No, no, this is the thing. So cut, cut to last year and my wife was going, we're not getting a dog. It's too much trouble. It's, you know, he's going to cause havoc in the house. We're not ready for a dog. I'm sorry, we're just not getting a dog. Cut to this year. Uh, on his first birthday party, and she's uh, been up all night making him a cake Aww. out of special dog ingredients. It's, it's got, like, apple and carrot and yoghurt and stuff in it. It's, it's safe for it to eat. Isn't that interesting, though? Because your, your other half, you're right, she was very reluctant. It was like it was almost a favour to you. You were badgering yeah, yeah, her for yeah. the dog. Now, she's, is she more obsessed with the dog oh, than you she, are? She, Do you think it's, she loves uh, it's it. Overtaken? She absolutely loves it. She sent me out today, and technically... Had I not had to go out to get milk and bread, it technically would have been breaking the self-isolation rules. Uh, she sent me mm. out to get uh, a toy for the dog for his birthday, that duck, that rubber duck, stuffed rubber duck. Luckily, as to sell them. Unbelievable. Oh, I think Unbelievable. It's... Do you know what I got for my birthday? Gift card. Thanks very much. Oh. Bush's board game thing. This week's episode is all about uh, games, board games that can be played under 15 minutes. It's all about speed and doing stuff damn quick. Uh, very quickly, b- before we get into some of the things that people have been getting in touch with us about, uh, Jess, you are the queen of the party game. What would be your little... You've got like a top three party games that play dead quick that you, you like the most? Um, something I've mentioned on this podcast many a times, Monopoly Deal. You play it in 15 minutes and it equates to a full game of Monopoly. It's quick speed. You can be flying high with loads of money in your bank and then bam, you're bankrupt. Like it's a very fast paced game. Yes, Brian, you have your hand up. In my eyes, that should be the default Monopoly. Yeah, the Monopoly that takes 15 minutes should be the default Monopoly that everyone plays. <laughs> and the other one should be a niche, long-form Monopoly that only weirdos play, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You bang we, right. I'm starting this petition now. Starting this petition now. <laughs> Wait till you hear the pitch at the end of the show. We're going to put it to Matt Edmondson. It's got something to do with Monopoly. That's all I'll tell you. Um, next up, we've got Hey Mr. DJ, which is... All of these are card games, by the way, and it's a card game um, where you get given a theme and you have to pick a song that goes with that theme and then you play it to people via your Spotify account. And if you um, if you get the artist and title right, you're all good. If you get the theme right, you're all good. I feel like there was one final uh, party game that you wanted to there add There was. The list. It was called What Came First?, and it's just basically a game where you move around a board and you have to decide which thing was invented first. It's really, I haven't sold it very well there. Like it's it. a very good game. This is all about fast games. This is about fast games this episode. So we've been playing a board game or a card game of Jess's that is super, super fast. Jess, what was it we were playing? We're about to hear the clip of it right now. Mr. Lister's Quiz Shootout. This is what happened. So it's called Mr. Lister's Quiz Shootout. Who is Mr. Lister and why does he want a quiz shootout with us? Mr. Lister is this man. 
Oh, he's got, he looks him? like um, no, he looks like uh, someone might pour you a drink in a 1800 style Wild West bar and with a little clips on his shirt and stuff like that as well. And look what it comes with: a little moustache. What? No, this isn't. I'm not. No one said we were going to be dressing. I'm not going to dress up. I am Mr. Lister. Who? Who am I? You're just Brian, and you're Brian? just Bush. Fine. Okay. Right. Here's so what happens, the game we, you, you, you just wear a moustache and then we just chat to you, is that what it is? That's basically it, yeah. Hi, you just tell Brian. me how great I'm I am. I'm 41, I'm looking to meet other like-minded guys or girls. No, 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 no Brian, no, stop doing that. that. No, fine, okay. okay, so here's how the game works. You have got a pen and paper, yes? Yes. You've both got a pen and paper. So usually you'd play this on teams, so you'd have more people on your team, so it might be a little bit more difficult. But here's how it works. I'm going to give you a category... And you have to list as many things as you think are in the category in 30 seconds. Got it. And then right, when you've got your list, you have a shootout. So Bush will go first. Yeah. And yeah. if his... Yeah. Nice, if, nice, um, nice. If his item is on the list, we move on to Brian and we go back and forth, yep. back and forth yep. until somebody drops out. So and does Brian if... put on a little tiny moustache there, like a little tiny Hitler moustache? Is that what he does? Is that your moustache Brian has? A little tiny one under his nose? No, none of this. Take the game seriously. What, can I just ask then, what's the moustache got to do there? Yeah, what is why, it about? Why is there a moustache? Because Mr Lister here... He has a moustache. He's got a moustache. Well, so I'm Mr Lister. Right. Okay, fine. Okay. This really isn't complicated, Can I just provide guys? some feedback to the makers of this game? The whole moustache thing is a big red herring and we should just move on from it, okay? Stop bringing it up. I knew yeah, it. Because we're sat here at the moment. I don't want to have a go at big potato games because they're lovely people and we, we love them and everything, but Brian and I are sat here just staring at Jess on a webcam with a moustache on and it's just a bit disconcerting. Look, guys, I thought it'd be fun. It, it's not gone down how I quite thought it was going to go down. Right, should we start? Let's do it. Category one. They have to be written down. If you say one that's not written down, you are disqualified yeah. and we stop the game. Ooh, all right, oh, fine. Pretty, all right, Mr Lister. Hard, so you it? need to be able to show me the list. There are ten subjects that are studied more than any other universities in the UK. List them. Start okay. the timer. Too late, to it. Go, go, go. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, oh, you got... Pressure, uh, uh... Yeah, look at Brian absolutely suffering. Uh, in Brian's head. Oh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No. Uh, yes. Oh, this is... Oh, no, I'm having a shock of it. Uh, uh, um, this, could be, this could be the moment he's defeated. No, 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 it's the music that's getting me. Ah! Oh, Brilliant. How many did you write? Pens down, pens down. Pens down, pens down. Eight. I got eight. I've written eight down. Oh, my God. I wrote four things down. I wrote four things down. Oh, this game is brilliant. You're questioning the rules, Brian. You're questioning the rules right up to the the music stuff. Oh, this is... No, no, I don't like this. Right, Andy, you go first. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so, Bush, you name one, and I'll tell you whether it's on the list or not. English language. Oh, oh, hello. Hello, Gracie. Hey. What's going on here? Incorrect. Oh, yes! Yes! Do I win? So, why the build-up, build yeah. Jess? Why the build-up? Brian, if you can get one right, you win a card. And basically, your cards act as your points. And if you win three or five, then you okay, win okay. the game. OK. I'm going to go geography. Incorrect. Unbelievable. B- Busted Would you like to subject. quickly hear the list? Well, that's it. Are we done now? It. Yeah, we'll do another round, but do you want to hear what was on the list? Should I Should I have I said... One, more, one, one more. of the ones I didn't choose was media studies. Should I have said media studies? 
No, it's not on there. Oh, damn it. Right, go oh. on, tell us. What's on the list? What's on the list? Business, art and design, social studies, medicine, biological sciences, engineering, languages. I couldn't give you that bush, I'm sorry. Yeah. History slash philosophy. Law, I had history. Sciences. Had history. Had history. You should have said history. I okay, right. So. Should we... Okay. Damn it. I'm going to beat him. I can feel it on my bones. I told you this Absolutely knock you out on this one, Byron. This one is curtains for you, mate. Right, go. Can you do, can, can you do, can you do current, sta- current Spurs squad members? That'll be no. Fine. Okay, According Spurs to com, list the eight most used brands of toothpaste in the UK other than own brand. Go. Yes. Yes. Ryan's quite quiet this time, isn't he? He's a, a bit quiet. Uh, I'm uh, dog, absolutely, sma- absolutely smashing this. Um, Stop putting him off. Keep birds. Uh, Flowers. Clouds. Yes, I'm in his head. I'm in his head. You've got in his head. Oh, yes. Hands on his yes, I got it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Boom. Pens down. Pens down, please. I've got five there. I've got three. I've got three. I've got five absolute hits. Pens down, please. Bush, you went first in the last round, so Brian, you get to go first this time. Straight in there with a big one. Big dogs, Colgate. That's correct. Yes. Bush. Smashing it. So you you obviously can't name Colgate. I'm not going to name Colgate. I'm going to name Arm and Hammer. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Your mouth get weird. Yes. I had that as well. I had Arm and Hammer as well. No, you didn't. didn't. Okay. Um, Brian, your turn. Aquafresh. Correct. Yes. Bush, uh, your really, turn. Uh, I'm a busted fish here. Uh, I just said charcoal flavour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Bush, no. It's a brand. Oh. Okay, Brian, if yeah. you get this, you win the point. Well, I'd win it anyway because I've got two, right? Right. All right, all right. No, 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 because you've then. got to win the next one to, oh, to win. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. I've got two left and I don't know which to go with, right? Sensodyne, mm-hmm. Sensodyne. Final answer? Oh, because I've got another one there, but I'm not sure I've got it right. Is, is Sensodyne what you want to yes, go with? Yes, Sensodyne. Correct, you win. Oh, God, this yeah. is better than an orgasm. I love this. <laughs> that is, this is awful. Um, Absolutely, this is uh, awful. McLean. Uh, I had McLean's. McLean's, were they on as well? Okay, so here's the list for the people at home. Colgate, Aquafresh, Sensodyne, McLean's, Arm yes, & Hammer, yes. Crest, Pearl Drops, Signal. Absolutely smashing you into the ground. I love this game. We are right. Okay, I, I quit. do we have this time? Do we have time for one more? Okay, ready. Okay, here we go. The ten most popular cosmetic surgery procedures. List them. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's got serious now. The, the joking stops. It's got serious. Yeah, you two, you two were all laughs and giggles, weren't you, at the start? And now look at you, heads down. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, he's panicking, he's panicking. Oh, oh, pens down, pens down immediately. <laughs> That's a technical phrase, that, from Brian, that you use in... Yeah, okay, calm down. <laughs> OK, Bush, you're first. I'm going to say l- liposuction. Oh, I had that. Correct. Oh, damn it. OK, I'm going straight in with the next biggest one, I think. Uh, nose job, a.k.a. rhinoplasty. Correct. Yes! One all. It's one all. Back at me. I'm going to go for tummy tuck. I wrote the exact same words down. Yes, correct. Brian? I've only got one left and I'm just going to fire it out there. Facelift. Correct. 
Bush. Ooh, back to me. I've put forehead raised. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you mean Botox? No, I no, think that doesn't count. Really. That doesn't count. Um, OK, <laughs> that's, that's not on there. So do I win um, it? I win the point. Well, I won the last well, one. Well, no, because you, you now need to get another one correct to win the point. Oh, I see. We'll draw. call that a draw. And you ran out. The first one was a draw, and the one we did last one with the toothpaste was was uh, was me. So we just so call it a draw. I'm just going to call. I, I won it. Thank you very much. I, just I, won, again. I, just I won again. I won again. Do you want to hear the full list? Full list for people at home. Go yeah, on go on. Breast increased, eyelid oh, surgery, job. face yeah, and neck lifts, breast reduction, liposuction, nose jobs, fat transfer operations, tummy tucks, brow lifts, ear corrections. Fat. Imagine having a, ne- a neck lift. Imagine having your <laughs> neck get rid of the other Anyway, right, OK, well, I'm the winner. Thank you again. What a, what a rush. I'm going to need a while to come down from this. So you enjoyed that? You enjoyed that? I'm back, back where I belong, uh, right at the top. Oh, my God. That felt so good. It's a lot of fun, isn't so, it? So, so good. We always play that Shut when we're a little bit tipsy, up. especially at Christmas, and it can really start some arguments, but it's a really fun game. Do you know what? The feeling that Brian was talking about when we were playing there, that you get this buzz of um, having to think, it's like a panic. It, you either like the buzz, or for me, that buzz was the same as, have you ever got up in the middle of the night and thought you have to go to work oh, if you're doing yeah. an early shift, but it's actually one yeah. o'clock in the morning? It's like that, like you don't know where your trousers are. So that, I don't know if I like that. So you're that saying kind of you panic. don't like it. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I love it. I loved it. Yeah. And if you said to me like an hour ago, I uh, would have gotten really excited about naming toothpaste brands, then I would have <laughs> laughed at you. But that was, it's, I tell you what, it's the most alive I felt in, in months. Honestly, Brian went on such a journey. At the first, he was like, no, no, no. And then he was silent and then he was up. I really saw growth within your character during that game. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. What a lovely moment between Jess and Brian for you there, folks, of uh, the Board Game Thing podcast. Some other some other quick games you might want to have a look at. I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring with my two favourite quick games. Now, normally, I like long games. I like games that take ages. I like yeah, having a table out, set up tease it. in the yep, house. Yep, yep. I just want to send a little shout-out and a respect out to anyone listening to this right now uh, who is lucky enough to have a room in the house where you can leave a board game set up that you keep going back to and playing bits of. I've got Listen to this for a, a, a game that's going to polarise people. I've got a board game called B-17 Flying Fortress Leader set up in the house at the moment. And I go and play a, a, with a cup of coffee half an hour, an hour a day in just little breaks. What about what that? What does your wife think of that? It's, it's amazing. What does your wife I've, think I've got, of that? She's totally, thinks it's disgusting. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Doesn't want anything Bush, to do with it how do you keep all. your daughter away from it? And so she doesn't, like, rip it apart? I just, doors locked, can't go in there. <laughs> Daddy's got his game set up. It's just oh it's outrageous. God. But I love, So this is the thing. Normally, long games for me is what it's all about. However, I would recommend Dragonwood, which is a brilliant, super quick game by Games Right, with cards and dice, but dead quick to play with kids. And then a little weird game called Mr. Cabbage Head's Garden. It's got really old, creepy, almost Victorian style. You know when they, they used to draw things at the bottom of the garden that come to life? Yeah. Uh, like a cabbage yeah. with britches and all that kind of stuff. You know, that kind of that fairies at the end of the garden? It's a little quick card game that you might play on the train, a train journey type thing. Super, super quick, but absolutely fantastic. Keep an eye out for all of these games on Zatu's website right now, but I think it's time for another Board Game Fact of the Week from Brian. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. So I'm actually intrigued this week. What are you going to do? Because the theme's a bit a bit loose. 
Uh, yeah, a bit loose. It is a bit loose. Uh, when have I ever shied away from sort of just shoehorning random facts in and pretending that they're themed to go with the uh, theme of the episode each week? It's about this, this week. The, the facts are going to be about time because if we're short on time, we need to play short games. So that I'm going to do, do some a couple of well, three time facts. First two are just quick, quick little tasters, right? Yeah. Time, right? Dinosaurs had more time than us. Right, so they could have played long games. They wouldn't have had to have played short mm, games because the their years with. Th- Would they be able to play B seventeen Fortress Fly well, Fortress Leader? They didn't then? have opposable thumbs, so I don't know what the pieces are like. Oh, can you point. move? Can you move them around? There's loads of little bits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tyrannosaurus Rex can't play board games anyway. Obviously, as we all know, mm. leaning over. Exactly. Um, <laughs> do you think all the other dinosaurs laughed at them because they look ridiculous? Oh, defo! Absolutely ridiculous. It's like they would have just said, "Like, what are they for? What are you, do- Why? What are you doing? Go on, pick that up." Anyway, yeah. anyway, you picked that up. So dinosaurs had longer years than us because the moon was closer to the Earth, and the Earth spun faster. So they they had three hundred and seventy days a year, whereas we only get three hundred seventy five. So that's I mean they you know pluses and minuses about being a dinosaur. They got wiped out by an asteroid, but they got five extra days a year, which added to their annual leave holiday. But they were they were unionized up to the hilt though. They've had so many yeah, holidays no, and course, breaks and stuff like that as well. The dinosaurs. Um, Do you know what I mean? Time. Uh, goes ever so slightly faster the, the higher you are on the Earth because the denser the gravitational field, right, the longer time takes to pass. So, for instance, if you're on Mount Everest, a second is a nanosecond shorter than if you were at the bottom of Mount Everest. So that's why, that's why wow. right, astronauts are so young because they age slower in space. That's why, have you seen Buzz Aldrin? What is he, like 90, 95? Look at him, skin like Jess's on a Zoom filter. Interstellar is one of my favourite ever movies and I cried like a baby during it. And it, and there's a bit where he goes that far out that like every yeah. like week for him is like five years for his daughter or something. It's all to do with the gravitational pull of the uh, of the, the, the black hole or whatever. I did like Interstellar, but I did find his... Uh, <laughs> when he speaks, he whis- he's one of those people that speaks... <laughs> and that's where... <laughs> so I... Exactly. So, yes. Uh, and this is my final fact. This, this a is fact. a big one. This is a big one. Have you Go ever on. wondered, right, with the passage of time, we're all short on time... Why it's in 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 sort of passages of sixty, so there's sixty seconds in a minute, sixty seconds in an hour. Surely, like everything else, it'd be better to make it metric, wouldn't it? Je- Jess was just complaining about that literally the other day when we were chatting yeah. on text. Was she? Oh, exactly. It's perfect. And do you know why we? It's such a. Ra- I'll read out to you. Know, I just read out. Read out. She said, uh, "Bush, I can't believe it. It would be so much easier if an hour was a thousand that's, minutes that's long." That's mad. That's mad. What's all that about? Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's well, so it's quite good that I've got this fact. Explaining why, yeah. explaining why uh, the passage of time is in 60s. Do you know why? Um, I think it's to do with um, the sun. No, you're wrong. Yeah. So you come straight out and say you're wrong. Is it to Andy? do... Oh, you know you get a second bite of the cherry, Jess, I'm sorry. <laughs> go on, I'll give you a go on. This is, I'll give you is a freebie. Go on, let's just, let's just have another go. go I've got go a good go feeling go about go this go one. On. What is it? Um, because of clocks. Obviously, because because of clocks, I don't. Just, what, clocks are circle and they just fit in sixes nicely. I don't know. Did you tell me, yeah, Brian? Yeah, no, good point. A, a, uh, Andy, have you got any? Any? No, I just I just want to distance just myself. Want, you I want was, to end? Felt like I was teaming just, up with Jess. Just want it to end, don't you? It's because I tell you why, and this yeah. is so obvious. You're going to kick yourselves, guys. It's because of Babylonians' knuckles. Oh, do you know what? Bush <laughs> sent me a voice note about that last week, didn't you? Did he? <laughs> Here it is now. 
Hey, Jess, it's Bush. I know it's one o'clock in the morning, but I uh, just, just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, the Babylonians, uh, their whole counting the time system was based on their knuckles. Right, better get some sleep. I'll speak to you later. Crazy. Unbelievable. Why Mad, did you steal my thunder? Well, the oh, I'll, I'll just finish quickly then if you've, you've ruined it now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. We know what it they is. Had, they yes, had sure. one of the first counting systems, right? And uh, if you look at my hand on the Zoom, right, they, they counted uh, on their on a single hand and they would use their the first joint the first joint of their finger the second joint of the of, and then the tip of the finger so you go 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 which divides perfectly mm. into 60 and that's why we subdivide the hours of the day into 60 well, to 60 60 minutes and 12 12 hours a day because 12 into 60 and that's why we that's why we do it and it's all based because the babylonians couldn't be bothered to count on both hands like a normal person that is a real. I think those facts were good, but um, can I just say my opinion on time? Yeah, I mean, do it. I mean, just fine. I mean, hope it's a shame Stephen Hawking isn't around. So we, you know, just really quickly. <laughs> yeah, no. Time is obviously a social construct, and I don't believe in it. If you also don't believe in time and consider it a social construct, and you'd like to. Meet up with Jess. Was it Wednesday nights? You guys do a Zoom chat to meet up about just, it and stuff like that as well. Yeah, we no one knows what time now. to do the Zoom chat though, because because time Brian. is a weird concept. Yeah. Our time is vibes. We just get the vibe that we want to talk to each other, vibes. and that's it. Yeah, you vibe, should live my vibes. life. I have a pretty chilled life. Right. Listen, um, Matt Emerson is waiting to speak to us, and he ain't going to do it if he's hearing any more of this. So uh, let's get on with it. Well, it's an honour to welcome uh, to the uh, Board Game Thing podcast, TV and radio star turned board game designer and all-round lovely chap, it's Matt Edmondson. Matt, good to have you on the show. It is so lovely to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so how are you getting on during the lockdown, Matt? Let's deal with that first. Everyone's having different uh, ups and downs with it all. Has it been okay for you so far? Yeah, it's been all right, yeah. Kind of good days and bad days. I would say mostly okay. And do you know what? It's fantastic that you, you're into board games. You can you could never tell with people. Do you know what I mean? I always do this kind of thing when, I, when I'm able to see people or meet people. I always do that curb your enthusiasm style, look deep into their eyes and try and work out if they're <laughs> one of us. Can you tell a fellow board gamer, Matt, or is there any kind of thing that you, you can tell with people that, oh, they, I reckon they might be into board games then. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, well, I not necessarily just from the first meeting. Sometimes I meet people and think, man, I'd love to play a board game with you. You've got the personality type that's either really funny or really competitive or just a bit odd. And I think I would love to get you around to my house to play some board games. And I know exactly the ones to go for. I'm quite good at sort of curating board games for other people if they need them. It's interesting, though, because this brings us to the theme of, of this week's podcast is about um, board games you can play in under 15 minutes. And and the games that you've designed almost seem to be specifically uh, directed towards being able to pick them up, play them really quickly. They're not going to take loads of people's time up. And that's one of the big things that put people off. And they think they're going to be sat there for four hours on a Sunday playing Risk and all that kind of thing. So just let's just talk about the, the, the games that you've designed and, and where that's come, come from. How, how have you kind of gone from being a radio presenter and TV presenter into the world of designing board games? It's quite a curveball. Yeah, it's a weird one, although it, they're kind of all in the same area, really. I spend my whole life trying to get things that I think in my head out into the real world. And some of those things take loads of time and effort and resources. And some of them are really quick and easy. And I sort of don't, I don't, I can't choose what idea is going to pop into my head. And whatever one comes in, I just give it a go. And 99 out of 100 of them don't work and <laughs> 
never see the light of day. And then a few creep through, and thankfully, they're the ones that everyone is aware of. Um, so with the board games, I I think about format a lot because of the radio. And you'll know this, you know, you from doing radio shows, you're constantly trying to think of, oh, God, what am I going to talk about today? Or how mm. can I say this thing slightly differently? Or what can I do that's a, a game for the radio that's going to work that I can roll out loads of times? And there's always been something about formatting things, sort of putting things into a system that I've I've liked. I'm a very disorganized person in my in my life, but I'm quite good at seeing the kind of the the engineering behind format. And so I do it with TV shows. So part of my job is coming up with ideas for TV programs. And that's kind of like, you know, have the initial idea and then work out how it's going to go together. And it's the same with board games. I had this idea, which was a th- game I used to play on text message with friends, which is that I would send them a clue of a celebrity doing something that rhymed with their own name. So I would send them, uh, hit me baby one more time, singer, is trimming a hedge. And whoever texted back with Britney Spears is using garden shears first, got the point. Brilliant. And it was just a thing that I kept my friends entertained with. And then I did it on the radio and it went down really well. I thought, right, I'm not doing this again. This is too good for to be given away on the radio. I'm going to have a think about how to monetize this. Um, and I came up with, I had a really boring weekend at my, my in-laws and they, they're really into sport and I'm not. And they had, I don't know, the rugby on or something all weekend. And I was just left my devices in my happy place, which is staring at a blank screen on a laptop. And I thought, I wonder how many of those I can write. And I wrote 500 of them in a weekend. <laughs> wow. And thought, what? And thought, well, this is a good start for a board game. All I need <laughs> is the format part now. Um, and so I just had to think and came up with how you could turn that into a play, a more, much more playable board gamey type thing. And it involved combining some other things that existed, as most new creations and in adverted commas do. You sort of appropriate bits of other stuff you like. So there's the classic celebrity name in a hat game. Don't know if you play that, but it's a, an absolute winner where you have to describe them. And I thought, right, I can take the mechanic of that, the kind of three phase of describing miming and miming and, and actually a bit of uh, a bit of solve, clue solving as well. And then I can combine it with the classic game of pairs because I've got two things that rhyme with each other. And then I can make the game. And I, and I made a prototype of it uh, just on, you know, one of those places you go and get cards printed with your baby's face on to give to as a gift to someone yeah. <laughs> made it on one of those on one of those sites got a deck of cards and took it to a lovely lady called leslie singleton who runs a pr agency called playtime pr and she was my only connection to the board game world she had tried to she'd sent me a game once out of the blue and i'd tweeted about it and then i was like on her hit list of people that she'd send stuff to so i contacted her had a had a chat, showed her the game, and I think she was expecting it to be rubbish. Thankfully, it wasn't. And she said, oh, we've got two routes. You can either self-publish it, which sounded like a lot of work, or find a publisher. And she suggested Big Potato, who made a game called Linky um, that I loved. And I thought, okay, I'll go, I'll go and speak to them about it. And I went to see them, had a meeting, and literally three minutes after I left the meeting, they phoned me and said, can you come back and give us that prototype? We'd like to pitch it to John Lewis on Monday. Wow. And it took off. And then like Ooh. with anything, once you've done something once, you think, oh, oh, that was fun. I'll do that again. And so at that point, I had a kind of route in 
Um, and and Obama Lama was sort of worked out. It was a bit of a hit as the first one. And so I then just couldn't stop thinking them up and making them. And how do you protect? How do you protect an idea like? Because obviously you said you did that on Radio One, the you know the the, the Obama Lama style thing. How do you protect your idea? Can you protect your idea with with a game like this? Um, with this, I, do you know what? I don't know if you can. I don't have the monopoly on rhyming. And I guess if someone wanted to come and do a game that had rhymes in it, there's nothing I can do about that. I, I mean, I've taken them all, uh, so they'll be hard pushed to write some new ones. Um, I've got a question for you. See, I love the game, but I reckon there could be an expansion pack for it, right? Hear me out, hear me out. The hipster version of, like, not-so-big celebrities... <laughs> Do you know, like obscure celebrities that that maybe won't be sort of on the main stage Oh, I stage see what anymore? you mean. Okay, yeah. So you you there's really maybe something to, in there. It's like Timothy Chalamet before he was in Little Women. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or or even older ones like Boutros yes. Boutros Ghali. What would he um, be doing? Boutros, 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 former Secretary General <laughs> Boutros Ghali on a motorbike. He'd be. Uh, what? I, riding I a Harley. No, That's good. fantastic. You can have that one for free there, Matt. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, I'm just it's, thinking, it's just great. yeah. Well, now oh, well, I, I want that one. I want, in, I want, that's, I want, I want, I want like what? Give me a penny for in it, maybe. Future editions, we are broadening out beyond celebrities, so it's now other things rhyming with other things. So you know, you, you'll have a goat on a boat, or you'll have the Eiffel Tower um, trying to find power. John Power um, from we just cast. ran out of nice. We ran out of all the. We burned through all of the famous people that people would know in the first two editions. So. Are you sure? Because I've written a list, right? I've got Barry Earn uh, carrying <laughs> That's a That's good. If you're interested, again, if you're interested in Stephen that. Mulhern Annika Rice throwing a dice. In a previous one. Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, Annika Rice is good. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Um, Matt, so I've always wondered, with these kind of party games, which take like under half an hour to play, I always play those games when I'm a little bit hammered because it's kind of like after dinner, you play the game and... Sorry, Jess, how can you be a little okay, bit Okay, really hammered. hammered. Like, that's when you get those games out and be like, oh, should we play this? When you design them and when you test them, do you take that into consideration that probably a lot of people are going to be playing them drunk? Do you know what? I've never thought about it, but you're right, they, they are. And I think, <laughs> I think that's probably not the worst place in which to... The worst state in which to play the games, um, particularly Obama Lama, because it's... It's got a very simple premise and it, it's actually relatively easy, although some people really can't rhyme. And it's quite strange when you encounter one of them. It's like someone who tells you that they can't picture things in their head. And you're like, wow, that's blown my mind. Some people just, you, they cannot find the rhyme at all. And if you've got one in your life, treasure that person and play that game with them a lot because it's hilarious. Well, it's, it reminds me of, because we've, we've, we've talked before on this uh, podcast about, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm always the guy that explains the rules to people and, and it's terrifying. I find it absolutely terrifying. And you can see that you're losing people and you're banging on and you're explaining it terribly and all that kind of stuff. And there's something genius about a game where I think a game that you can explain to someone, they could be playing it within 10 minutes is genius. A little bit like what Nintendo do with their games where they're just intuitive and you know what you're doing straight away. And it's, it's a real skill to be able to do that, I think. Yeah, I think the the most beautiful games are the ones that are really easy to explain but have really exciting mechanics under the hood. Yeah. And they're the ones that I love, but also the ones that make me think, oh, I should have thought of this. <laughs> so a good example, have any of you played the game Gobbit? No, I've never heard of no. Gobbit. Oh, my God, it's so, so good. No. Go and buy it right now. It's a, um, I think it's a French game, but it's it's such a neat idea 
It's basically a food chain of animals that eat each other. And one of them is at the bottom of the food chain and one's at the top of the food chain. There's only three animals and they only eat animals that are the same color as them. And oh my God, it's you can you can explain it to someone in literally 15 seconds. They go, okay, fine. And then you play it and it is the most intense, dramatic, exciting whirlwind of a playing experience you could ever hope to have. And it's such a simple thing. And it's just on playing cards. It's so good. Well, speaking of brilliant ideas, uh, Matt, we just do a regular feature on this uh, podcast called The Pitch, where the uh, board game thing listeners get in touch with us and pitch an idea for a board game that hasn't been made yet. As a board game creator, could we borrow your ear for this particular pitch that's been sent in to us by listener Paul Jenkins? Are you ready for this? Absolutely, and I can't can't guarantee, Paul, that I won't, if I enjoy the feeling of this, that I won't try and repackage it later on. Carry on. Here we go. (laughs) Let's have a little listen. Hi, board game thing. It's Paul here. This is my idea for a board game. Monotony. Like Monopoly, without the threat of achieving any kind of success, a board game where every other square is a bill or a minor life mishap. Nothing good comes of it. Instead of stations, you have domestic rows. Instead of accumulating property, you amass debt. No one goes to jail, but they do get dumped or fired. The winner is the last person to quit playing. Well, there you go. It's pretty, pretty bleak there from Paul Jarvis, but it's a different take on the Monopoly that we all know and love. Yes, I mean, it does sound like a lot of the actual games of Monopoly I had as a child, which were interminable. (laughs) Monotony. I mean, it's actually a great title for a game, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if you can nail the gameplay, there's quite a lot of intrinsic humour to be had from that. I think the idea of flipping Monopoly so it's uh, not about having the most success but about being the most average person's actually quite a nice starting point for a game, isn't it? It's sort of it's sort of like what Pointless did with Family Fortunes. Rather than having the most popular answer, let's go for the least popular answer. And I, and actually, there's something there's an interesting. I'm sure I know it was just a joke, but there's an interesting nugget of an idea there. He should pursue that. So yeah, Paul might have uh, might be onto something there. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, we will let you go very quickly beforehand. What is your the latest project that you're working on that people can can buy your games through Big Potato Games? They're fantastic. Yeah, so through Big Potato, get, if you've not got a Barma Llama, it's the rhyming one. Get that. Um, or I, I in lockdown, I created a game myself because I was just totally bored, and I thought I'm going to publish this myself. I'm going to work out how to design it. So I had to learn graphic design, which I'd not done before. And I had to figure out how to get it manufactured, which I'd not done before, and figure out how to sell it, which I'd not done before. So it was a real sort of project of love. And it's a game called Answergrams, spelt A-N-S-A, grams. And it's a sort of anagrams-based quiz where every answer uh, you take the first letter of and then you unscramble those letters to make an answer. And it's very sort of quick, very snackable. You can play it, you can play it over Zoom, which is quite good. Yeah. But um, it's a very, very simple game. We, we didn't get that many of them made. So it might have sold out by the time this podcast goes out, but it's on Amazon at the moment. Or there are some on Etsy as well. But um, if, you, if you could go and buy that, that'd be lovely. And if you do buy it, for the love of God, leave me a review because it really <laughs> helps Amazon's mad algorithm uh, if you leave us a review. Fantastic. Well, listen, it's been an honour to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt Edmondson. It's been a joy. Thanks, guys.
Awesome to have Matt Edmondson on the show. What a lovely chap. And uh, like he said, you can get Obama Llama 1 and 2, Santa Banter and Dino Dump from Zatu's website right now for the brilliant people at Big Potato Games, a lovely bunch of people indeed. Well, listen, that is another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. Thank you so much for being with us on this one. Thank you for all of the brilliant suggestions for Jess's uh, roller skating mm-hmm. playlist. Keep an eye out for that playlist. I will release it soon. And come and say hello to us next Tuesday night as we do another live Q&A on well, Instagram. Well, hang on, hang on. Uh, well, this well, has well, been Bush's well, Board well, Game. Well, thing. Hang on, how are we going to do an Instagram Tuesday? Is Jess going to be on that Instagram? Because how is she going to know to turn up at 7.30 if time is just a construct, man? I'm not going to be on the live. This is it. Who knows what's going to happen? Unbelievable. It's true. Time is Unbelievable. a Unbelievable. We'll see you next week. Bye.